0: Anatole Brouillard's Kafka was the Rage is an indelible portrait of New York City's Greenwich Village in the 1940s. Anatole paints a picture of a rich, energetic, bohemian neighborhood that was home to countless creative types. Here, his daughter, Bliss Brouillard, and his close
1: friend, Vincent Lavelli, reminisce about those days. Okay, so Vincent, how did you meet my father? How did you meet Anatole?
0: Well, I couldn't help but meet him. He was outstanding. He was in the cafeteria at Brooklyn College people sort of shied him away because he was um, a misfit like me. We were both orphans at the uh, Brooklyn College scene because he stood out as a Bedsty guy, and I stood out as a fascist Italian. In those days, bed was not the place to come from, so we joined forces. In 1938, when we dropped out of Brooklyn College, we were gonna go to the village to take an apartment. I said, Anatole, let's go to the San Remo for dinner, like the second day we were here. Well, the San Remo was just a, a guys playing Italian scopa, card, and uh, had sawdust on the floor. And this is a tough Italian social club atmosphere. I was barely admitted because I was Italian. They overlooked it. And when we went in there, Anatole I started talking about Pirandello and uh, Danunzio, Gabriele Danunzio, the famous uh, lover of many women, in, born in Trieste. So the Italian guys in the bar heard these names when they knew we were into Italian literature to that extent, they were impressed. So from then on, we had we could do anything we wanted in the San Remo, order people around and we had the best table, had a round table which seated six people. Little by little, that table became the nucleus of an intellectual atmosphere that was beautiful.
1: Right, Who did you used to see at the San Remo?
0: Here we go. Mary McCarthy, okay, there's that sounder bell. Then you had um, Delmore Schwartz, Maxwell Bodenheim, Joe Gould, Clement Greenberg, Anaïs Nin, Sherry Martinelli, Helen Parker, Sampas, who married, they say, Jack Kerouac, and uh, a guy named Frenchy, Earl Pilgrim, James Baldwin, Beaufort Delaney, and there are others who I don't remember now. This became a nucleus of really talented people, painters, writers, and adventurers.
1: Um, How do you think the village has changed since the 1940s?
0: It's gone through several changes. In the 40s, it was a vacuum, and we installed a certain decorum where we wore ties and jackets. One day we were walking along MacDougal Street and some of our friends, uh, artists, painters, but influenced by, um, at that time it was not to be conservative, that was corny, and you were a nerd, you were starting to discriminate between intellect and the freedom of expression. That's where everybody was going, the freedom of sex, etc.
1: You mean they were like hippies?
0: Hippies, yes, we call them beats, with, with hair that grew down to their shoulders. And I said to Anatole that, that day, I said, this is the day that the world changes, it's gonna go that way. And Anatole was identified as a beat, which he was not, because he wrote something about the beats, and they sort of th- thought, you know, it was, it was popular to call people a beat. You, they were sort of proud to be beats. It was stupid because they could have been something elegant and something productive in society.
1: So what is the village like today? Do you still do you like the village as much now?
0: I, I could never do anything but love the village from cradle to grave, because uh-huh. what happens to it is human, and it's a world, it's unique, and this is the world that I, uh, after having traveled to 80 countries, this has the flavor that life wants you to have. We'll <music>